Hello, and welcome to Driving the Future, a show from Capgemini Invent. Throughout this series, we're going to be speaking to the top minds in the automotive industry from Capgemini and beyond to get an inside look at where the industry is headed and how companies can shape their own future. In this episode, Carl Cully is joined by automotive experts Mark Caesar and Sebastian Chudrich to discuss the challenges faced by original equipment manufacturers. Welcome to the second episode of Driving the Future. I'm joined by Mark Cesar and uh, Sebastian Chudrich. We'll be covering some of the specific pain points of uh, original equipment manufacturers in the current mobility ecosystem. The last time we were talking about this time of incredible change in the automotive industry really, and upheaval. It's a fascinating time, but it really is a time of great upheaval for the uh, original equipment manufacturers. So I'm very pleased to, to welcome Mark and, and Sebastian. Welcome. Well, we'll start with Mark. Please, uh, could you introduce yourself? And I should say that both of these gentlemen are uh, digital automotive experts. Okay, so Mark, please introduce yourself. Yeah, my name is Mark Caesar. I'm working at uh, Capgemini Invent in the automotive digital practice, responsible for all the connect topics. Um, have uh, many years of uh, experience uh, in consulting and in the automotive industry, and um, looking forward to the chat with you. Great. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, and Sebastian, please introduce yourself. So I'm um, Sebastian Trudwig. I have um, a decade of experience in consulting automotive companies. Uh, I'm leading the automotive digital practice here in um, the Dach region. Great. Great to have you both on board. So last time we were talking about sort of setting the scene of the, uh, the mobility ecosystem and this time of great change. So this time I thought we'd visit some of the specific uh, pain points. And I wonder if, if you uh, gentlemen could list your, your top, let's say, three pain points that original equipment manufacturers face in, in the current climate. Well, the pain points are, <laughs> it's hard to just name three, I would say, because um, time is very exciting at the moment for the automotive industry. So one pain point is that competition is changing. So looking back a couple of years, you had these major OEMs producing and selling cars, um, and that's it pretty much. Um, today, we have new tech players. We have new entrants um, such as Tesla or Byton who will produce and sell completely new products and also ideas. That's new. So the industry um, has been changing and is changing. Number two is that we as consumers, that we as customers, we have completely different expectations than um, 10 or 20 years ago. Um, so your and also my expectation is very likely shaped by players such as Amazon when it comes to customer service or when it comes to speed, when it comes to responsiveness and challenges. And Number three is that that electric cars and that new products and services such as connected services are a um, not only untapped potential, but also big challenge for OEMs who are trained and they are well trained in producing and designing nice cars and then selling them to us. So this is new ground for them. Um, and unlocking this potential is something that well, brings us from a challenge to an opportunity then, in a way. Okay, so can I, perhaps, uh, Mark, you can give your top uh, pain points, the ones that come uh, to the forefront of your mind? Yeah, well, <clears throat> if, I, if I had to sum it up, um, I, I would say um, it's really the transition for, from a very product-focused company to a, to a more customer-centric company. 
um, and and how how does it turn out, um, and and how does it how does it show? Um, it's it's on the one hand it's the transition that that OEMs have to do from a rather engineering driven company to to a more data driven company. Um, so um, gather gather that much data. Uh, in in order to to be able to perceive what the customer really wants and uh, and to really shift that focus towards the customer, it's also a transition from a product to a rather service centric company. Um, so the OEMs already talk about monetizing data um, out of different out of different services. So the the revenues will not come from the product anymore, but from from digital products and services. And, um, and I would also say the development process is changing from a rather, let's say, linear development cycle to iterative and, and rapid cycles. Um, so these, these, I would say, are, are really the, some of the pain points that we see at the moment. Uh, would you say that it's, it's driven by the invasion of the digital players offering a more customer-centric approach? Definitely. Um, if you look at yourself using, for example, Netflix at home, Netflix is able to update the services right at the spot uh, a couple of times each day, a hundred times a week. So with this, you get updates all the time. And, and you as a customer, you are used to that. And if you compare that to to the automotive world, then um, each time you you need an update at the moment, um, you need to go to to the service station uh, in in order to be connected to some some cable to some wire, and, and that's not what the customer is expecting. Um, I mean, first OEMs are are showing that, like Tesla, um, with over the air updates, that this is the right direction. But um, still, still, we see a gap between uh, what the customer is used from his daily life compared to the automotive world. For a just a bystander, a layperson such as myself, you know, a really fascinating environment. But what happens if I can be blunt? If original equipment manufacturers don't react to this huge sea change, or sort of see it as as a huge opportunity rather than you know anything uh, as a risk or a threat? Well, first of all, it is important to understand where to play and what are the the fields. Um, I call them profit pools, where it makes sense for um, car manufacturers to really um, look at and to focus on. Secondly. It's an understanding that they can't do everything by themselves. So they need to find new partners. They need to partner up with uh, new players to bring this to life. And number three is the the understanding and this this ever well this ever present belief or culture of we are great manufacturers. It's great design and and engineering um, and clients want what we produce that needs to change. So if it's about if it's about looking at what the customer really likes, if it's about partnering up um, with new players, tech players, but also suppliers, um, completely new parties such as insurers, banks, cities when it comes to smart city and, um, and new mobility, when it comes to charging um, infrastructure for electric cars, that is something which is not in the DNA of automotive OEMs. It's 
it's not in their core belief that they are strong and they are they are well the greatest in producing um, a car to relatively a good cost ratio and bringing it to the market with good quality. So that's what they are trained. They are well trained in. Uh, and everything that now lies ahead is different. It's different in terms of capabilities, in terms of skills, in terms of culture. And that is very likely the biggest challenge to them that they do not adopt. Is it a fact that they've been on this course for so long, it's quite difficult in some cases them for, for them to sort of uh, quickly and, and, and suddenly change direction into this new reality? Of course it is. And I, I feel that's pretty normal. Just put yourself, or if I had to put myself into the shoes of a um, top manager um, from a car manufacturer. So I made progress in my career um, by exactly doing what I've just been describing, by designing, producing, and selling cars. That is linear, and it has been working over the past decades, and there has been steady growth. Um, now realizing that this growth comes to an end um, and that new growth and uh, pools need to be explored um, also needs a radical rethinking, a radical um, culture change, and that is tough. And we experience that each and every day. And I think it's normal if an industry gets slowly but surely disrupted. Um, you need new blood. You need new thinkers. You need new impulses from outside but also from inside. And that is very likely the toughest challenge to really accept that OEMs and the whole industry is about to change and needs to change. Yeah, for, for me, the... The, the, the shift that is necessary uh, comes comes really from the customer. If you look at the customer, um, what he really wants is uh, at the mo it, it's mobility, um, and it's it's not just owning a car, but it's uh, it's uh, yeah coming or going from point A to point B. So, um, so so OEMs have to react to that shift in demand by the customer, um, and and um, yeah, they have to they have to be able to to integrate into that ecosystem that is now that, that that's now building up, um, and and they have to connect to that ecosystem um, consisting out of not only OEMs but as as Sebastian said, um, consisting out of out of uh, the infrastructure, out of the cities, out of um, other service providers. Um, and so, so therefore, the transition is really from a product to a service, which is which is first of all necessary by the OEMs. And then, second, as as mobility is changing, as as the customer uh, is moving from the driver seat to the passenger seat, um, if, if you think about autonomous driving, which which is coming, then there there are great opportunities for OEMs um, to to really um, yeah, fill up that time that the that the driver and now the passenger has in the car. So there's there's free time um, for 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 the customer, um, which which an OEM um, should be able to fill up. Um, if if the OEM doesn't do it, there there are other service providers uh, doing that, and and so therefore OEMs have to step in that 
uh, in that spot and, and fill the gap. Okay, so we were, we've covered some of the, the pain points and I guess the threat faced uh, by OEMs, but it's also a time of incredible opportunity and uh, there are so many opportunities to be had, gentlemen. Could you talk a little bit about this? Absolutely. I mean, it has never been feeling more exciting to work in the automotive ecosystem. Um, as a consultant or as an employee or manager of um, an automotive OEM. Why that? Because over the past years, progress and and also innovation has been, um, well, I would say overseeable in a way. Um, that we, we saw linear progress in, in the whole industry, in products, in innovation technology, um, in sales. And what now lies ahead of us that feels is a complete upheaval of um, what the automotive uh, industry is and what the automotive industry tends to be in the coming 10 to 20 years. So shaping that industry from inside out, but also from outside in, um, helping automotive OEMs and all the players in the ecosystem um, to create new business models, to get prepared for the future that feels so exciting um, then looking at the pain points, uh, also we need to look at, at great opportunities. The opportunities are so abundant that I feel, as I said, it has been never been so great working for the automotive industry than it's today. Thanks so much to uh, our guests, um, Mark Cesar and Sebastian Churdrich. And next time we'll be talking about um, the opportunity, the connected customer, connected services, products and the customer engine. So thank you very much and we'll uh, until next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.